0: Oh, how the mighty have fallen. Good morning. It's uh, Bruce, Judy, and Cheese. It's uh, a happy Tuesday to you. And R. Kelly has found himself in a spot of trouble. Uh, And that might be an understatement of biblical proportions.
1: As He's been in trouble since about 2003.
0: Chicago R&B star, icon. I mean, at one point, one of the largest musical artists on the planet. Um, The jury came back and came back kind of quick, which I've always heard is usually not a good sign, Uh, came back kind of quick and found that R. Kelly was most certainly guilty.
1: Yeah, guilty of racketeering conspiracy. Um, So they basically uh, said that he had a criminal enterprise and employed agents, runners, bodyguards and others to lure and trap girls and young women to satisfy his sexual predatory desires so they deliberated about nine hours
0: they they charged him with the uh, with the rico the thing they go after like mobsters and drug kingpins basically arguing that this was an ongoing criminal enterprise for the sole purpose of again procuring young girls for him right which he, is
1: stunning he faces uh similar charges here
0: he says, yeah, there's
1: charges here. Well, he here.
0: Ch- uh, child pornography charges here, a little yeah. more serious charges here in Chicago. Yeah, he's got federal and state charges in Minnesota, in Illinois. Like, this ain't over for him, although Mm-mm. these charges alone, he may never see the light of day again. Like, th- this is enough to put him away for life. Forget it. You got more coming. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. This would just tack on well, to it. Well,
1: and we'll see how far it goes because many times when you have this many, um, uh, trials, potential trials, at some point you just plead out and, you know, he gets enough time and it's not even worth it to go through every single trial.
0: So this, it's, and I won't say I feel guilty. So I've been around R. Kelly and done shows and, and, and been involved in my side of the music side. So I'm not friends with him by any stretch. You imagine. I'm not trying to distance myself. I just not was never that, that close, but I've been around him. Um, We all knew he was weird. Like I would, if you ask me, what's R. Kelly? Like I go, just odd, just a weird person. Um, and we always chalked it up to kind of like that. Um, like the affected superstar. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, well, he's just kind of very aloof, or he's just very, um you know, he acts like royalty. You know, and uh, you know, roll your eyes in and go, whatever. You know, you're, you're only as good yeah. as your last hit. Okay, it's kind of how that 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 game works. There's always going to be somebody come along and sings a, a, be- a better song or yeah. has a bigger hit. But you but know, did you, I, I but wonder, did you hear the rumors? Get, well, that was my point. So. Like, should we have looked deeper? Should, should Did everybody just look the other way? And the only thing I can compare it to is Michael Jackson. Where, at a certain level, you're such a star. There's so many people that are dependent on you for their livelihood. You're an industry, you know, in yeah, and of mm-hmm. yourself. You're not just a singer. You employ, you know, a hundred people or whatever it might be. That you're so insulated from reality, that your crimes, your wrongdoings, your amoral behavior, illegal behavior, is Except just swept under it. the rug, yep. it, uh, accepted, exactly.
1: Well, and there are still and don't don't just count the fans, your fan base. Which is huge. Yeah. You know, there's a and, and percent doesn't to want to believe it, it. They don't want to believe it. Yeah, there's still people who Michael just Jackson. just told me yeah. she doesn't believe, doesn't believe anything it. about Michael Jackson. You, oh, really? So you're still on the... Um, he doesn't want to believe it, I think. Really? He's not here to defend himself. But he he didn't defend
0: himself when he was here. Don't worry. He had no defense for this. He was he not just charged with a crime. So. He just He's wrote dead, checks dead, to get obviously. him to shut up. Yeah. He, he just did, wrote did, checks.
1: Yes. They but were allegations, but they were pretty... No, we all knew.
0: We all knew. We all knew.
1: Well, I guess you could say that about R. Kelly. Well, everyone knew, right. and no one de- and everyone decided to just not say. Anything. Well,
0: it started with Aaliyah, the R and B singer, mm-hmm. but that was always a rumor. Like they were together, I got it. And then, did they get married? Well they can get married? She's like too young. Yeah, you know. It was always like this thing, but no one could ever pin something on R. Kelly. Nobody could ever say, "Well, that was a crime." It was always this air of, again, I'm, I'm gonna, you just got a weird vibe around him. Hmm. He just was an odd bird. I, I think I've mentioned this before. So I, I'm at a, um, I want to say it was Grammy, Grammys weekend in L.A. Hmm. That's always when kind of we'd all get together and artists and radio nerds like myself, and we were at a, a party. The Beverly Hills Hotel. I don't remember Ooh, I love that. I remember Beverly hotel. Hills Hotel, and um, it was a mixture of like uh, the, some different artists, and there were some movie and TV people, and again, radio nerds, and and and, and musicians, and our Kelly walks in the room, and this is you know. There are plenty of rumors. Uh, he'd been—I think he had just been charged, or or you know it was going to be charged—and we'd heard this. And R. Kelly comes in the room, and people are wearing you know nice clothes. It's like a nice cocktail party type thing. You know, nobody's got a fanny pack and flip flops on. Yeah, We're wearing like you know sport coats and suits and whatnot, button-down shirts. R. Kelly comes in, and he's wearing a mask. But okay, so it's like when you were a little kid and you wanted to be the Lone Ranger and you would put that like a black piece mm-hmm. of cloth and you tie it and then you would cut little diamonds so that you could look out of it. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. He was wearing that and he walked in the room and I'm like, the hell? Yeah. I go, if if he was trying to be like, Okay, I know the heat's on right now. I'm in the news for all the wrong reasons. I'm gonna kind of keep it on the down right? <laughs> look
1: here, look at me, look here. He walks
0: in, yeah. and everybody in the place goes, "Who's the guy with the mask?" I'm like, "It's R. Kelly." Yeah, he might have gotten away with no mask. I'm mean, be like, "I think that was R. Kelly," but no, it definitely is R. Kelly, and he's the only guy he came, came, dream for a cost, came dressed for a costume party.
1: I'm like, "This, who, why is he wearing a mask?" What is he doing? Because, okay, so he was for the first lawsuit was 1996. A, gr- yeah. by a girl. So let's then we go all the way. We keep going. Wow, 96. This is a man who, with 20, all these allegations circle cir- circulating, just you know, still wore Contin- a mask to a party and, and continued yeah, to. That's what happens at some point. You be you think you're untouchable. Yeah. He's all Obviously. these rumors, all these allegations. Now forget rumors, ac- allegations, lawsuits. Still makes music, still goes around. Parents came out in one year, you know, like now mm-hmm. we're up to like 2015, 17, saying their their daughters were basically in a cult. He was, you know, right. they couldn't, couldn't, get, him out, couldn't right? get him out, they couldn't talk to him. I mean, this is, and it happens so often, right? People get like this, they after, and even Michael Jackson, you just brought him up. You know, they don't even care anymore. They're like, I'm untouchable. No one's mm. going to get me.
0: Yeah, wait. Well, like, Until like, they get 'em. Like like certain criminals who think they're above yeah, the law. They absolutely. think they're untouchable. They think no That's one right. you know.
1: And so they continue the alleged wrongdoing the entire time.
0: Yeah. It is um
1: But it generally starts with people, well, you know, we thought something was up. We heard about things, but no one does anything. You know I
0: you know, obviously I never got to <laughs> Gee, wouldn't it be nice to get to the point you're just surrounded by people that tell you everything you do is good? Yeah, uh, you know, Because right? I think that's literally mm-hmm. kind of what happens is you have this inner circle of people, of yes men or yes women, you know, who are dependent on you for their livelihood. And there's nothing you can do, even outside the boundaries of the law, where they go... You shouldn't do that. They're like, yeah. no, that's normal. Everybody right. does that. Yeah. Why? No, everybody, has a, going. everybody has, has a dungeon.
1: Nobody has a dungeon. Everybody has a
2: dungeon
0: in their basement.
2: Who doesn't have a who dungeon? Are. Yeah. I have two.
1: Come I mean, on. You used to have, have basements. Are. Now we have dungeons. Everybody Robert, you're fine. Yeah. You're fine. <laughs> yeah.
0: the dungeon's totally the norm. Would need you, like more, if, you
1: need more handcuffs? I yeah. got it. Gotcha. Yeah, I got your back. Yeah, obviously.
0: He can't be the only one, you know? I mean, there's more of these people that have just been enabled. In some way, shape, or form, and certainly in you know the musical or or entertainment business, it seems to be a little bit easier to kind of get away with that in some way, shape, or form. Because, and again, I, I feel semi guilty saying this. We all knew he was weird. I didn't know he was a criminal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I didn't know what he was doing was criminal. I I chalked it up to just like with Michael Jackson. And again, I'm not trying to name drop. I've, I've been around Michael Jackson. I've been to Neverland Ranch, yeah, he's just weird he was he was an odd person, but it's like well he's a he's an artist, an artiste you know yeah. and and that's what it takes to make this kind of music and, and and you know they they operate on a different plane and their brains work different or whatever it is and I think we tend to chalk that behavior up um when like your gut is telling you this guy's an odd bird this is this is not normal behavior mm-hmm. yeah, um. So, right next door to us, and I'm, that's not an exaggeration, right? I mean, if we threw a rock, we could hit the uh, the Tribune Tower. It's
1: across the street. But yeah. It's, I, it's well, I can throw light. a rock did, that I far. I can get it that far. I can yeah. throw a
0: rock that far. Judy can't. You, well, be, you give me three you tries. you could.
1: I could touch it, okay? We'll give you three Ugh.
0: tries to throw a rock. I we can do it. I can fly from one window In to one. the next. <laughs> and <laughs> they are, uh, you know, they've been revamping it for, for years now. And yeah. it's mm-hmm. almost, almost finished. It is an iconic building in Chicago. Uh, the Tribune Tower, if if you don't make your way down here into downtown very often, this thing has been a constant construction project. And it's been pretty fascinating. I mean, the Tribune Tower is old. Yeah. Right? They gutted this building. I mean, to the point that you could, you could see through it. Do you know what I mean? They just kept the outside and completely have redone the inside and took it from the home of the Chicago Tribune, to condos. And uh, I guess I should say retail, right? The bottom area, uh, the bottom floor around it um, is going to be uh, retail space mm-hmm. of some and it sort. It
1: always was. Restaurants, yeah, stores.
0: Currently empty. Uh, yeah. Nobody's moved in yet. Uh, but somebody just bought the, um, the prime piece of real estate in the Trib.
1: Don't worry, there's four, four left. It's one of five. Okay. I don't think it's that much. Eight million dollars.
0: Are you buying one of the other
1: ones? Yeah, no okay, just to give you some reference, there's <laughs> there's a condo at cake. Trump Tower that's up for thirty million dollars. Okay. Thirty million dollars. hmm. I, I if I had my choice between the Trump Tower and, and Tribune Tower, I'd take Tribune any day because it's just they're both kind of in the same location. Yeah across the street from each yeah, other. And Tribune is like this building, it's like a castle. I, so I spent most of my career in the Tribune Tower. Mm-hmm. Just let me tell you, when you were talking about gutting it, there were roaches in the Tribune Tower the size of dogs. No, they're I probably could still have, there. Some of them I couldn't kill. I couldn't. I, they were too they're gonna, big. They're going to live forever. I'm not kidding there, and I you know I hate to say it if anyone's interested in buying that eight million, but I'm sure it's not beautiful. But let's face it, it was an old old building that they kept down, right? Yeah. But run down. It's yeah. I I've been to the top of the Tribune Tower. Mm-hmm. It's eerie, first of all. Really? What the, point, thought, the pointy part? The pointy part. I mean, you can't. I, I was at the very top, and I was thinking to myself, how many people have been up here? First of all, not very many, probably. What was up there when you nothing? You know, I had Just, to go up the last staircase was like an old stone staircase that wound around. That's cool. Yeah. I hope it's it still there. And I went up to get it's up. So like to we the, have to go up
0: there to change the light bulb well, or something?
1: It looks like it's still up there. I can still see that top tier. Mm-hmm. I went up there because it was the um the Cubs um World Series um mar uh parade. And they wanted me to go up and see if I could my vantage point from there, and of course I get up there. I'm like uh, everyone looks like ants. Yeah. Uh, it's so high up. No, I can't do it. But it was very, very eerie up there. And there were lots of spiders. Go figure. Yeah.
0: So what will 8 million bucks get you in the Trib Tower? How about 4,100 square feet? Four bedrooms. Four bedrooms. Four bathrooms. Uh, also has a outdoor terrace that specifically faces east and looks over Pioneer Court. Why? That's because, for those of you that don't know down here, and we see all the time, The gap between our building, NBC Tower, and the Trib is a parking lot, but not for long. It has been sold, and uh, we keep hearing apparently the plans are to build like a 100-story building there. So anybody who would be on the lake side of the Trib building... You would just have a view of the building next to you. So and It's weird because when they did all the refurbishments and they've kind of added some new pieces to the building, mm-hmm. there are no windows on this side. Yeah. It's just a big concrete wall.
1: Well, and the way the tower is, it's not one square tower, right? It's it's almost like a U. Yeah. And you could yeah. already see the U part. All of those um, uh, patios, all those balconies face each other. Mm. They're not looking. Nobody's looking east. Right. It's like a courtyard. Yeah, there, and then think about a hundred-story building; you're never going to see the sun. You're <laughs> just going to dwarf the sun. I don't know if Sorry. I want
0: my balcony. Like you walk out on your balcony, and you're you're literally looking at somebody else's you're like, balcony. You're Like yeah. they're right across from you. Like,
1: hey, are you done? Yeah, what are you know cooking over like there? Can. You barbecue? Yeah, hey, but I, you couldn't going. see the. Throw you, me a nugget. Yeah, you <laughs> couldn't see the lake anyway. At this point, no. I mean, I remember when the NBC Tower wasn't here. It's, we used to have this clear shot to the lake from the Tribune Tower. Now there's so many buildings, it mm-hmm. didn't really matter. And really, Tribune Tower, let's face it, it's all about Michigan Avenue, right? It's living on Michigan Avenue. Yeah. Yeah, but if you spend $8 million, I want a view. You have a view of you Michigan I mean? Avenue.
2: And you have the river. Do they all and- have that Michigan Avenue hey, view? No, no. Hey, Rob. Only the
1: eight million one.
0: Rob in uh, Evergreen Park, did you actually work on that building?
3: Um, I worked, So I worked for, uh, for National Wrecking, and we were doing some demo sure. back in, like, the 90s. But when we were tearing down these walls, we would find all kinds of stuff. We'd find, like, liquor bottles, Playboy <laughs> magazines, like, just little junk stuff. But it was yeah. like, okay, it's, whoever's doing that rehab now, they're finding all kinds. Oh, my gosh. Of stuff
0: I imagine? bet they did. God I bet they did. God knows what. And thanks a lot for that, Rob. Yeah. The history
1: in that building is incredible. Well, I had been up to Colonel McCormick. Who owned the Tribune, started the Tribune at his office. I don't know. It was on one of the top floors. Probably where these $8 million condos are. He had a separate little, you know, a wall that you could push in, a hidden wall, hidden where wall. um they used to deliver the liquor oh, to He had his own... Oh, he sure did.
0: Secret yeah. uh, uh, delivery place. That guy
1: was way ahead of his time.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he had, and he, liked boost. Yeah. And liked uh, the car. Uh, Yeah. Uh, when you have a secret uh, delivery system made for your office. Yeah. So, I mean, geez. it's
1: just... That building is so iconic. The windows, just every... It, really, everything it faces is beautiful. You know, besides the, the East. No. One
0: of the neat things about it, too, again, if you haven't been down here, is all around the outside of it, which is... You can walk around it. There are... Um, stones and pieces of, I would say some of all of the most uh, iconic and amazing pieces of architecture around the world. Around the world, and they had a little little piece on them, and and they're all embedded in the building all the way around, and they kept all that. Yeah, actually, they've polished it up. It looks nice. You know what I'm saying? And you can walk around that building and see things from, you know, the Parthenon in Greece, a little little piece here. Yeah, that's one of
1: those things I think. Not many, not everyone knows about the Tribune Tower. Yeah, when you walk by it, just look over. Look at the walls. The entire building is surrounded. You can see a piece of, you know. Is there a brick from the Great Wall of China? Yeah. sure.
0: Absolutely. The Alamo, a piece from the Alamo. Now, this is, I don't know about you, but so I'm looking around, I'm walking around, and I'm like, did they go and just, like, chip pieces off of these places ah, all around ah, the world? They, like, went like ah. to the
1: Coliseum and they... How do you, how do you they, go to yeah. the Alamo
0: and go, hey, give me one of the bricks? You like, gotta go to go the basement and Kick rocks, buddy. We're not giving you anything. <laughs> yeah, I think somebody went around and just stole all that stuff <laughs> at some point. That's my theory, and I'm sticking to it.
1: Well, well, I, just want, stole a- I wanted to go steal a piece off the Tribune Tower, just, you know... Yeah, been de- de- been,
0: so they demolished it for so long, they yeah. were just trucking the yeah. stuff away. I should have uh,
1: taken like a doorknob or something. Yeah, there Here were plenty
0: go. of them over there.
1: Hey, <laughs> still time
0: for our uh, criminal of the day. And uh, a shout out to Kayla Blake of Etna, Maine, who, if she isn't a stage five clinger, she certainly acts like one. <laughs> Allegedly, Blake just wanted to spend a little more time with her boyfriend and was frustrated by this thing called his job it was getting in the way of their quality time so in an effort to solve the dilemma did she a plan a regular date night b adjust her schedule around his or c phone in not one but two bomb threats to his work Of course she chose C. Police say it was Blake who called Puritan Medical Products, where her sweetie was employed, and claimed she had placed pipe bombs around the plant. Some 400 workers were sent home while a search for the bombs began, and the cops traced a call directly back to Kayla, who admitted, Yeah it was me. So instead of frolicking in the daisies with her honey on a Thursday, Blake was charged with a felony count of terrorizing and taken to the Somerset County Jail. Bail was set and she's been ordered to stay away from the Puritan property and please not contact them anymore. (laughs) All right. So for threatening to blow up your boyfriend's factory in order to hang out with him on a weekday, you Kayla Blake are the Bruce St. James Show criminal of the day. All suspects described above should be considered innocent until found guilty in a court of Law, no matter how crazy they are. Hey, good morning to you, and a happy Tuesday. Jumping into the six o'clock hour, taking a look at the big stories people are talking about. Start us off.
2: Well, if it looks like Barack and it smells like Barack, it <laughs> will be Barack Obama. He okay. is in town today with former First Lady Michelle. Is it former first lady or is it still yeah, first lady former, forever? I former,
0: think. Okay. Does he smell like cigarettes or okay? Cigarettes, yep.
1: some oh, form of cologne. That years
2: he's got to smell good. Yeah, right. Well, if you see somebody that looks like Barack Obama, it, it is isn't. most likely him. He's in right. town today, breaking ground on his five hundred million dollar Obama Center. <whistles> Judy.
1: Well, six Naperville firefighters are suing the city, uh, Elmhurst Healthcare, and the state, saying they had no legal right to enforce. COVID-19 vaccine and testing mandate.
0: R. Kelly was convicted by a federal jury in New York on RICO charges. That's right. Racketeering conspiracy alleging that he was running a criminal enterprise to lure girls and young women into sex trafficking. Seriously. That is going down. Uh, Judy just mentioned that uh, the, the lawsuits have begun because in some cases... The firings have begun. Are people literally willing to get fired over the vaccine? The answer? Yes. A hard yes. Mm -hmm. And in some cases, some pretty significant numbers of people, Judy.
1: Yeah, well, you know what? Like, take United Airlines, though. They had something like, I don't know, 70,000 employees. They have Uh, just 2,000 of them are filing suit. So United is saying that they've had a ninety-seven percent uh, vaccine rate. Ninety-seven. After they announced that you have to had be to buy by, yeah, the, by yeah. this date, and now this date has come, and it's the deadline, and apparently they're going to let those people go.
0: Here is something that I I I don't fully understand. So New York hospitals yesterday was the deadline for healthcare workers um there are um, thousands that are going to be laid off fired uh, you know i i don't know the the deal in new york city alone they're saying about 5000 employees out of 43000 that's a, that, i mean that's going to impact your your business so the new governor <laughs> Hello, new governor. (laughs) Kathy Hochul, did I get that right? Yep. Says she's going to employ the National Guard to fill vacancies. 16% of New York State's 450,000 hospital staff are not fully vaccinated, and they will be fired unless they come up with some sort of accommodation. So they're going to bring in the National Guard. So, but here's what I don't understand. Follow me on this. If you are a healthcare worker in the National Guard, you are a, a medic, a doctor, a nurse, whatever you're, you're, you're aren't you doing that somewhere else already? Do, do you know what I mean? Like the National Guard is, you do know, it on the weekends and when yeah. you're called up. Well, I mean, if not you, necessarily. If you call these people up, well, aren't they going to have to leave the job they were yeah. doing somewhere else? Yeah, Possibly I think, I think in the lot- world of healthcare?
1: Yeah, but I, yeah, I think a lot of times they're just training, right? And the weekends they are not maybe deployed anywhere. And I, you know what? Six, I don't think it's a... a uh, now, I don't know. Maybe the numbers are already down, so it is going to have a, an impact. But to me, I think they could absorb a 16%. Impact. I mean,
0: sixteen percent of your workforce gets fired in one day. Oh my people god! People need jobs.
1: Yeah, but the, but being a healthcare worker isn't something where you're hiring well, eighteen year olds off the street. Yeah. What this is going to impact, they'll think about, it, is not so much the you know emergency care as it is the elective surgeries and all uh, you know the, the they're money. Gonna, makers. They're going to have
0: they're going to have to consolidate right. their employees or consolidate the services. Yeah, I, that mean, they I give. think the
1: bigger concern is that they already have been for you know probably years the past few years everyone's been consolidating right especially yeah. healthcare um and it's just it's i guess it depends when you say healthcare workers that's a pretty broad term It doesn't just mean doctors and nurses it means a lot of different sure. people
0: yeah i get that so, yeah. I, I, you know you could be in a um long term uh care uh elder care you know i mean there's a whole variety of different right. different things but you're seeing this play out now all over the country where these mandates are are coming due. Charlotte. Take you down to Charlotte. 100 employees were fired yesterday at a hospital because they were not vaccinated. Um, it strikes me that they just don't have that ma- We talked before. <sighs> And I, I I don't mean to quote the wrong source. Was it? The AMA or one? We talked about I think ninety seven percent of doctors are vaccinated. Yep. But when you get to nurses, that number falls Ooh, way off. I think right? below fifty. Yeah, yeah. That it, there's yeah. a huge, huge difference.
1: I just I don't I, I don't understand it. That I don't understand the nurses not getting vaccinated.
0: Hey, Rob, in Evergreen Park, what's, what's your concern about, especially in the world of healthcare, care, uh, firing uh, these people? I'm just thinking, like, so you you invested
3: all this money in people and training and, yeah. and getting the right people for hospitals. And now you're just going to get rid of them. They were their frontline workers. We cared about them, you know, at the beginning of the pandemic. They've been through it. They know, and they got a reason why they're not taking a vaccine or whatever it may be. But we should respect that they were heroes, and now they're on the street. Hmm. And now you're going to bring in a big burly guy that doesn't speak my language. He looks—he's a man, and that's like I want to see the familiar nurse that I know, or a doc, or whatever. I'm, I'm running out of the hospital. If I see this guy. I'm the guy. But, I'm
0: but, 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 Rob, do hospitals? I mean, they're businesses. Let's let's just call it what it is. I mean, you, I, I get it, but they're still most of them for profit. And some way, somebody's yeah. making money there. For God's sakes, uh, do they have a responsibility to the patients in the hospital as well, or the other employees? I, I mean, uh, many hospitals require vaccinations for a variety of other things so that you don't pass something around with people who might be going through cancer treatment or already vulnerable. Like I, I see where the hospitals are saying, "Well, what are we supposed to do?"
3: Well, let me ask you this. Before this pandemic, were were we, were we they, all the uh, f- uh, workers, were they wearing masks because they're so... Yeah, they in hospitals, so a lot of them do. No, before the pandemic, was that a common practice? Just ask yourself.
1: Well, That's I can I can place. tell you that before the pandemic, if you were sick and you had to come to the office, yes, they would ask you to put a mask on. So if you had the flu, hmm. actually, they would even say, don't even come in. If you had to go to the doctor or, you know, if you're sick, they don't even want you to come in. So...
0: There is that. There has been. A, thank you, Rob. I appreciate it. So let me give you this example. So I, I worked, uh, uh, with a children's hospital and it pre COVID and there were entire floors of the children's hospital where you had to wear a mask mm-hmm. just to, we would go up there and, and visit kids or whatnot. And yeah, I was the first time I'd ever worn a, a mask before. Never, I'd never done that. You know, yeah. it wasn't a thing. So you know, masks were part of hospital, um, protocol and certainly in certain areas again we were dealing with a lot of times with cancer patients and that would be very yeah.
2: vulnerable to yeah, everybody anything, wore a mask and it had committed. nothing to do with
0: covid it had to do with whether or not i was yeah sneezing or whatever eric in oswego uh what did you see okay what was it about a week ago 12 bus drivers called in sick and shut down the school district yeah junior high and high school the I mean, whole it, 12 people ruined just 12 it. yeah yeah, well, it's, and it almost strikes me that they, they, these, whether it be a hospital or whether it be a school district, Eric, they, they didn't, they didn't plan. Uh, you know, like, how did you, how did you not know? Yeah. That some people were going to quit. How did you not know?
1: That most of your drivers are going to quit. That when yeah. you
0: set a, a line in the sand, some people weren't going to cross it. Like, you had to be prepared right. on some level, I and mean, we'll see how, how prepared these are, uh, moving forward. You know what? It's actually something, and I thought this was interesting. The Dutch, who seem like a pretty kind of calm group of people, right? People from the Netherlands. They have a, um, they have a word for doing absolutely nothing. Nixon. Nixon. Okay. And it basically translates to doing nothing. And they plan for it. It's part of the gig, if uh-huh. you will. What are you doing? Oh, well, a little later today, you know, a little in, <laughs> And everybody just goes, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I think we we live in a society, and Americans, where doing nothing is seen as being lazy, mm-hmm. is seen as waste wasteful. Yeah. And there are plenty of examples out there where doing nothing... Might actually be a bit of a benefit to you, dare I say, especially with the uh, the stress that so many people have been going through lately. Maybe a little nothing is what you need.
1: Well, and we have to define nothing. Nothing is nothing. Sitting on a park bench, Om. staring. Om. Nothing. You're not. You're not on your iPad playing Candy Crush. That's, That's not my nothing. idea of nothing. Not nothing. Um, yeah, you're not, you know, on your computer. You're not on your phone. You're not watching TV. You're it's like doing-
0: mindfulness, right? Yeah. Isn't right. that kind it's of a similar?
1: Mind, you shut your mind off. So it's not sleeping. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah, you're absolutely taking a walk, not listening. Don't have earbuds in. You're taking a walk. You're God, that's around so here. hard.
0: Yeah. No. It's hard. Yeah. No, it's not. I walk along, uh, like, uh, the lakefront, and I see people, like, on the benches, just doing nothing. There. Looking out of the water, and I'm like, "What a freak! What are you? <laughs> kind of a lunatic? The guy's obviously a psychopath. Yeah, this is a this is a serial killer. They're planning their next their next thing. Mm-hmm. I never think, oh, that looks like a good time. There's a
1: mindfulness there? I could do a little yeah. thing.
0: I never think that.
1: It's I I love it. Yeah, I like I love walking the dog now. I don't bring anything with me, no phone, and I that's my time to think mm. and look but, around and enjoy nature and say hi to my neighbors
0: but especially think about in your work day okay maybe you're 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 getting up this morning by the way good morning uh you're getting ready you're going to head into work do you think your your boss will give you 15 minutes or a half hour like what are you doing uh, absolutely nothing i'll be in my office doing nothing
1: um, uh, I believe you don't even have to like talk about it. I think people just stare at their computer and do nothing for portions the, of the day.
0: There is some of that, yeah. but yeah, it, it is interesting because I. It sounds a little like meditation to me.
1: Yeah, it does.
0: A little like mindfulness, being aware of like the moment that you're in. Yeah,
1: you have to. Uh, but shut that, everything off. That sounds off like
0: kind of some hippie hey wild wow stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm do I need is patchouli oil part of this?
1: Like, I don't know if I need. Well, you obviously are a person who needs to work at it. You can't just do nothing. I can't. Why don't you try it today? Yeah. You should go I you literally have, can't You have this whole lakefront. Go I do. take a walk along okay. the beach. But but I'm walk. walking
0: along the beach. I am my mind is racing and I am I am like the dog you're taking Squirrel. You know, I <laughs> mean I just <laughs> I, I, I My. That's
1: fine, as long as you're not going there with an agenda. It's all about not having an agenda, yeah, I think. Go to the end of Navy Pier.
0: Okay. The, I do, I do a lot I do oh, ahead and do the it, yeah. Navy
1: Pier is bad. Because, no, no, no. Well, no, no. Those, yeah, there's, like there's a lot of people
0: band. watching. Yeah, okay. they've got like, the lounge chairs. Big, giant ones. Right you up you there by
2: there. the anchor. You're looking out at the lake. You're looking right. out at the lake. No I'm just phone. No, picture, I'm just no picking up No phone.
1: I'm not allowed to have a Walking along there and being distracted like he might never get there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As you can see. No, but if you
0: get to those chairs, you sit there. That's a
1: great view. Yeah. That is
0: a good view. But see, I but I, I'm like, I, you know, like the boat goes by and I go, that's a good looking boat.
4: That's you know, fine, but that's let what me out on that boat. Hey, can I get on your boat? <laughs> <laughs> ride a bike around Chicago. You can't think that much on a bike. You, gotta focus. Oh. you have to focus. think, okay. don't you? Yeah. You're hey. taking
1: your life into your own hands. Well, you have to think. Well, okay, true. Never mind.
4: Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: Maybe ride a bike around a park where you don't, there aren't, there's not danger at every turn. But that's a good idea. Or ride your bike along the lakefront. Ah, uh, that's a little bit. That involves, itchy. uh, exercise. Oh, yeah. God, we're not doing that.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm allergic to that.
1: Um, here, I,
0: I, I bet you that I'm not the only one that we would benefit from some nothingness. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. Because
0: we and are being trained able to, not to Because I was mm-hmm. going to say, it, it, you get people, if you tell somebody, if you like, so what are you going to do today? Uh, well, uh, from 10 to 11, I'm doing absolutely nothing. I'm sitting in the backyard <laughs> on a, a bench that I have and I'm staring at trees. People look at you like you have a third eye. Right. They're like, really? Cause I think they run it through. You have that kind of
1: time. Exactly. Right. I mean, if I saw, if I saw one of my kids sitting around, I'd be like, what are you doing? What, get, get up go outside go do something do
0: something do something and we're told we have to do something hey susan yeah, in libertyville yeah. how are you doing today
5: i'm good thanks how are you guys
0: i am excellent susan are you italian
5: i am ah, Buongiorno.
0: Prego. Buongiorno. Bellissima. uh <laughs> susan tell me tell me about this nothingness as it as it, it goes with italians
5: it is the way the Italians live. It's called dolce fa niente. Sweet faniente. to do nothing.
0: Really? It yeah. sounds better when you say it.
5: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, but but look at Italian society as a whole. I mean, they are productive people, but sure. it's also very sweet to do nothing.
2: Okay. You know, we've
5: got fabulous architecture, art, food, music, cars um, that we've produced, but yeah. in downtime, it's just very sweet to sit and reflect and. And enjoy
0: life, taking a breath, drink some wine. Susan, you sound like you should be on the Italian Chamber of Commerce. I mean, you're doing a hell of a job <laughs> of selling Italy to me.
1: But she's so right. As Americans, yeah. we look at Europe and we're like, oh, we're envious, right? Yeah. So why don't we do it? We need the to Spanish be. Spanish have yes. siestas? Exactly. I'm like, what the
0: heck is Al about?
1: I want to uh-huh. hang out with Susan in Italy. Oh.
0: I have a question for Susan, though. Okay. Uh, Susan, uh, only because uh, you're here with us, best pizza in Chicago?
5: Oh, um...
0: You got a place? God. You got no, a favorite?
5: you know, I don't. Pequod's, I guess. Okay, yeah, all right. There
0: you go. Yeah, that's a that's good one. one. That's how we do. I just figured, you know. You yes, make your own? That's
5: good. I don't. Uh, that's I don't all right. I make everything else, but I don't make my own pizza. Okay,
0: well, I'll be over for Nokia later. Okay, yeah, so I thank you very great. much. Great. Yeah. I make fabulous gnocchi. I, I guarantee you do. I can tell you already. Yeah. That is a fantastic in and of itself. All right. Thank you very much, Susan. Yes, the art of doing absolutely nothing. Good morning. Uh, Happy Tuesday to you. Bruce, Judy, Cheese. And, you know, the issue of violence is obvious to everyone here. The numbers don't lie. But how hard is it to investigate, charge, prosecute, and lock up the bad guys? In Chicago, it's apparently getting harder and harder. And it probably doesn't help when you have law enforcement agencies... That don't even agree, if you will. That that are it strikes me are battling one another. So the story is about the murder of the little seven year old girl, Serenity Broughton. All right? It happened earlier uh early in September. An absolute tragedy. But what's happened since then is confusing to say the least. Um police Did an investigation. They believed they had a a a suspect. They wanted to charge him. You have prosecutors saying, no, you need to go do more work. Police saying, we've done all the work we can do. Uh, Charge him. Okay, we're going to charge him. Now we're going to uncharge him. We're going to drop the charges. Meanwhile, there's a death of a seven-year-old that is, for all intents and purposes, no is getting no justice the family gets no justice well, and even stranger
1: the police tried to circumvent the prosecution and they went and did the charges themselves right got a judge and then they pulled back and said well no now we're not going to charge him it's the whole thing's weird
0: how common and how convoluted is this we need someone to help explain it to us joining us right now is patrick campanelli an attorney at law patrick first off good morning thanks for joining us
6: Good morning and thank you for having me
0: So I, I hopefully didn't confuse it anymore By setting it up But is this a common thing Where you have interagency battles You're charging someone with murder And then you're uncharging them with murder
6: Well I'm not sure It's a, it's a battle I think what what happens is It's more like the state's attorneys Who are the actual prosecutors Are the ones that are the lawyers That go into court and And I think you have to so look at the basis of some of these issues that we have uh, start out with so we have the police who are the fact finders they are right. the investigators they're to bring the facts and now we have a lot of things going on for a felony to be charged they have to go to the prosecutors and ask for a permission to file a felony um at the same time the police are under the federal edict of being having to bring someone to court within 48 hours who they have in custody They can't hold a person longer than 48 hours without permission of a judge. So we have those uh, issues going on that we look at. So the prosecutor has to look at the facts as they're coming in, and sometimes they say there's not enough here and we need more investigation. And um, there is something that the police, the Chicago police and the Cook County State's attorneys have called an override meaning that they don't like the state's attorney's decision on one issue. They can go to their commanders, and this is an agreement between the parties, and override the charges. But I've never seen an override on a murder. Yeah. Uh, and, that, and that's because a murder is obviously affects everyone involved, the defendant, the uh, people, the victims, the uh, whole criminal justice system, because it is the most egregious crime there is. Yeah. so. And so what happened here is they did override. Um, and obviously that's going to be an issue with the Cook County State's Attorney's Office. Um, and they override because they had to most likely from what I, it appears, they had to get this Gerstein hearing. And that's a hearing in which uh, you look to see if there's probable cause and if there's probable cause if you have the right to detain or hold somebody in custody. So. Instead of the Chicago police didn't want to release him and keep their investigation. That's common that sometimes you release somebody and continue the investigation. Yeah. And when you do get enough evidence, you go out, you and go re-arrest.
0: back and rearrest them. Right.
6: Right. And that's what happened here is they went to the old boy, uh They brought him to a judge and, and Gerstein used to be used to be right before the bond hearing. Okay, so they would take a person to a court in open court. But now we have this new system for about eight years, which to some defense attorneys is questionable, in which they just bring the defendant, a court reporter uh, and the police to a judge. Uh, this has changed things because the defendant doesn't know he's going. He can't tell his attorney. The public defenders don't know he's he's there, uh, and sometimes the state's attorneys don't even know pa- that he's it, gone there.
0: Patrick, my, my I guess my 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 question to you is is, and 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 maybe we're in agreement that. Violence is an issue in Chicago. Uh, innocent people being killed is an issue in Chicago. And there certainly is a narrative that we're just not doing enough, that we're not ar- investigating, arresting and convicting the bad guys. And this this story specifically, I mean, when you're talking about a little girl, a seven year old little girl who is struck apparently wrong place, wrong time. Uh, somebody else in her family was targeted. Can you do you get a sense of the frustration a lot of us feel? Like we can't even we can't even go after these guys.
6: oh I, I agree with you one hundred percent that it's a great tragedy, but we don't add another tragedy. Meaning that uh, we charge somebody who may not be the offender. Okay, because remember yeah. that's even a greater crime because if you send somebody to jail who's not the offender, that's the perfect crime because the offender. Walks. He's never going to be looked at again. He's never going to be charged. So you need to make sure that you have the right offender, and that's our criminal justice system.
0: Yes, sir. So, uh, presumption of innocence. Fair enough. Yeah, but the presumption of innocence
6: is is even greater than that because then the real offender, if he is, uh, we don't have the offender, is out still out there. Um, so we want to investigate these crimes. Now the issue about overriding and then bringing it back to a judge to have the judge. Tell the judge there is no Gerstein. This uh, I have not seen, and not many criminal defense attorneys or, or criminal defense attorneys like me who were formerly prosecuted. have seen. you have never seen that before. It's odd. Well, so
1: what do you think was going on here?
6: Oh, well, I think what happened was that the state's attorney's office wanted more investigation. The police didn't want to do it. They brought it to Gerstein so they didn't have to release them. The police brought them to Gerstein. And then the state's attorney says, wait a second. There's not enough Gersting here. We told you that. We don't have enough probable cause, reasonable grounds to believe a crime was committed, reasonable grounds it was a felony, and reasonable grounds that he was he should be held in custody. So they went back to a judge and said, Look, we're not ready for this. We're withdrawing the charges. And the prosecutor has that right. They're the they're the lawyers that go to court, right. not the police. So they have that right to make a determination. And plus, they're supposed to be have an ethical duty. Uh, to all involved, and if they don't think there's enough evidence to hold somebody, they should do what they uh, what they did now obviously, I don't know uh, enough
0: sure you're them. you're not in the in the in the room with this uh, again Apparently, we're talking to,
1: no one's in the uh, room with them.
0: we're talking to uh, attorney patrick campanelli uh, uh attorney at law is, is and again this is your world, patrick, so I'm trying to learn uh, is this the state's attorney? just worried about losing a case when they say that, when they say we, we just don't think we're going to get a conviction. So if you can't find more evidence to the Chicago police department, we're not going any farther.
6: I'm not so sure if it's about uh, losing a case uh, as, as much as holding someone in custody, that just is not enough evidence. I mean, it all due respect to the prosecutor uh, of today, they are not getting the cases uh, or the investigations that we used to get as as prosecuted. Really? Um, but, oh, the overwhelming amount of cases, uh, and there was an overwhelming amount back uh, in the eighties uh, and nineties. No doubt about it. We were still we had murder rates in the nine hundreds. Um, okay. But the, the issues back then were the police were working harder on the cases. The state's attorneys worked much closer with the proce- uh, with the police. Uh, there were special units that you would, would have you heard about all the time working on on cases with uh, the detectives. And I, and I think we just have a break between the parties. Yeah, it seems that way. You know, it, it definitely appears that way. It, it, we have the police worried about uh, them being involved in wrongdoing as much as the uh, worried about cleaning up and, and looking good to make arrests. So I think uh, what's happening now is we need to look at the system at a whole um, and realize one thing. We're never going to prosecute our way out of out of this cri- uh, crimes. It hasn't right. worked for the last 60 years, 70 years. We need to do something else. We need to get into the communities well, and find out why these kids are playing tag with a gun.
0: Here here. Patrick, appreciate your time again. That's uh, attorney Patrick Campanelli. An eight-year-old boy shot and killed in front of his home. The violence in Chicago, out of control by almost every measure. It's Bruce, Judy, and Cheese. We were just speaking with uh, Attorney Patrick Campanelli about another case where a seven-year-old, a girl, uh, the Serenity had been shot and killed, and and the challenge, the the difficulty in charging in going after these people joining us right now is pastor cory brooks first off pastor brooks good morning to you it's great to have you on with us
7: good morning bruce thank you for having me on i appreciate it <sighs>
0: One person dead, three wounded in Park Manor last night. The eight-year-old shot in, in front of his home in Markham. You had the, the Simeon High School, the two, uh, high school students shot and killed within what four hours of one another, uh, not at school, but outside and around it. Th- these stories are becoming so commonplace. And you know, the frustrating thing for me, Pastor, is that it, it, it just becomes wallpaper at some point. I, I know in my heart, like these are individual tragedies. I know that there are families grieving and mothers and fathers and brothers and sisters and whatnot. I know that. But it just, the numbers get staggering. How are you dealing with that?
7: Well, I try to make sure that I don't become desensitized because you're right that sometimes the number, numbers become so staggering and uh, you get so, it becomes so normalized that uh, you become desensitized. So yeah. I try to make sure I don't get desensitized and I make sure that. I try to stay in touch with families, and I just try to keep working and working uh, to make sure that we can do as much as we can in our neighborhood to to quell to the violence.
1: Pastor Brooks, do you know who who are these shooters? Do you know, like, in a nutshell? Yeah, these,
7: Yeah, these shooters are young people, um, between the ages of 18 and 25, mostly. And and, and sometimes even younger than 18. uh, A lot of these young individuals, you know, I I did a tweet last week that uh, I got into an argument with a young man, and he told me he would kill me, and I believed him um, because he did have a gun. And I realized that a lot of these young people on the south side and west side of Chicago, they have guns, and they're plentiful. So... It's a very dangerous situation, very toxic.
0: You know, Pastor Brooks, you know, you, you mentioned that, you know, being threatened by a young person who could, could, could fulfill that, that threat. One of the things that I, um, uh, one of my perceptions is, is that there's little value placed on human life or a declining value on human life. What once was sacred and, and held in certain communities, killing has become too easy and and you must see this with your own eyes absolutely and
7: you know it's becoming a, a cultural problem for us in the black community where we have devalued the life of people It's you can see it in our music i tell people all the time i don't hear of any other culture singing about killing their own people i just mm. i don't hear it on their radios i don't hear it in their music but there's a lot of lyrics a lot of rap music a lot of things that are going on in our culture uh, that need to be dealt with and, and and the number one thing is the value of life it has to be brought to the attention and we have to figure out ways to communicate uh, value to people uh, so they get beyond just taking lives from one another
1: but whose role is that? Are we talking is it the city, the police? Who can
7: do that Ooh, in other yeah. words? Yeah. Or the community yeah. or
1: the right down to the families.
7: Absolutely. First, it starts in the home. I mean, you can't get beyond the home. Uh, and then secondly, it falls into all of our hands, the teachers, the preachers, uh, the politicians. I think so many times that a lot of us, we try to opt out and say, well, you know, that's not my problem. But in reality, it is our problem. It's a humanity problem. And until we start to understand that it's part of humanity and that it's all of our issue uh, that needs to be dealt with, then we're never going to come up with positive solutions. But we all have to take a part in trying to solve this problem. And that's the, the only way we can solve it.
0: Pastor Corey Brooks is with us right now. Pastor Brooks, you know, I know we've talked before and you mentioned kind of, you know, interacting with some of these young people, the people who either are committing the crimes or maybe are vulnerable, could, could fall into that lifestyle. Do you also talk to the parents? What are you, what are you getting from these parents whose kids are out there doing that? How, how are you reaching them? Yeah, you
7: know, I talk to a lot of the single mothers. A lot of times there are a lot of single mothers who are dealing with the reality of trying to raise teenage boys on their own and a lot of times these teenage boys are falling prey to gangs they're falling prey to outside influences and so i try to work a lot with teenage mothers you know i even have a couple little boys um that i took from teenage mothers in our neighborhood that live at my house uh, for that very reason just to help them out and um that's, that's, that's the biggest problem, I believe, that we have to deal with in our community. We have to get more positive mentors, more strong mentors, and they have to really get engaged and involved in the lives of these young boys because if not, um, they're going to give in to the outside influences, which we're seeing every single day.
0: Wow. Really appreciate your time today, Pastor Brooks. Please continue the, the good work that you are doing, and uh, please be safe. Absolutely, thank you. And if you want more information, just go to projecthood.org. Yep, projecthood.org. He's Pastor Corey Brooks, the founder and the senior pastor at New Beginnings Church of Chicago. Again, projecthood.org, where they Boy, do a variety of things. He the walk, you know what I'm no,
1: saying? No, he literally honestly he
0: he he does. He honestly He's does. You know, there's a lot of people out there to kill him. who... Uh, speak about doing things mm-hmm. in the community, and I can tell you from first hand knowledge that pastor brooks is is literally doing those things in his yeah. community and trying to you know Very uh, i mean he's a pastor he's trying to save souls he 's trying to save lives also yeah he's trying to try oh, to yeah. save lives let's be yeah. honest with one he's another in
1: not think of it
0: no seven o'clock. Seven o'clock hour. We're going to jump right into it, taking a look at the big stories people are talking about. Judy starts us off.
1: The unconditional release of John Hinckley Jr. What? Now, he's the guy who tried, in case you forgot, tried to assassinate President Reagan in yeah. 1981. That's right. He is expected to be freed next year. You get out of the hole for that? Try to shoot a president and you get out. Wow. It is interesting, but I mean prison is about redemption and rehabilitation, right? Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. R and B superstar R. Kelly was found guilty of federal racketeering charges in New York around what they say and well proved in court was a sex trafficking ring that he was at the top of. The penalty faces, they never get out of jail, cheese.
2: Well, if it looks like Barack and it smells like Barack, it is Barack. He is in town today with the former First Lady Michelle. They are here for their groundbreaking of the Obama Center, uh, which is set to be around, what, $500 million? Something
0: I like heard that. $800 million.
2: Can I hear an Do I hear an Do I hear $900 million? <laughs> hear By the time it's done, yeah, yeah going right? to say. Exactly. If that's
0: the, uh, yeah. We'll never know the true cost. Yeah, right. Let's put it that Good way. Good grief. That's a lot. Um harken back to your days in college. Do-do-do, do-do-do. For Judy, your college days were spent at
1: Southern Illinois University in Carbondale.
0: The Salukis? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For cheese? Uh the uh
1: Wolfpack from
2: University of Nevada,
1: Nevada Reno. Reno.
0: Yeah. Uh You? University of Arizona Wildcats? Nice. We also say Bear down there. That's one of our things.
1: Interesting. Well, you stole it from us. But um, I <laughs> so
0: I was in a fraternity. Phi Delta Theta is my fraternity, still is fraternity for life. And uh, I went, I was at an odd time. And I say this because fraternity hazing mm-hmm. was a big deal. And when I was a freshman in college, my pledge class, was the first one where they didn't do the levels of hazing. They they there was new policies put in place by the fraternity by the university uh, under the threat of you we're going to kick you off campus if any of this stuff happens. Right. Oh, so You're there lucky. had been a crackdown. Hmm. Well, you say lucky, but I mean I'm just trying to uh, you know. So I want to admit that I don't. I never experienced the level of hazing or, or you know the the types of things. That is being alleged coming out of Northwestern, uh, specifically in the, in the, the fraternity system there. Um, because I, I give a sense of kind of ebbs and flows. Um, I still had, you know, weird things I had to do, uh, you know, as a, as a pledge yeah. and to get into the fraternity, but nothing that I would have ever nothing thought. Nothing
1: dangerous or anything. Nothing illegal dangerous. Or- no. Or- I, I didn't drink. I mean,
0: I, Oh yeah. And, I mean, wow. I never, they let you in the fraternity amazingly enough. Although I was the only one that didn't drink. Uh so I even as a freshman even as a newbie in the fraternity, I was uh, nominated to negotiate with campus police anytime they showed up at the front door. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, <There> was, was, <laughs> I was on a first name yep. basis with all of the University of Arizona police where, you know, we'd have a party going on. Ding dong. Uh, uh, Bruce would open the door of the fraternity house officer smith it is wonderful to see you again bruce how are you doing i'm doing excellent you know we got a report of some underage drinking officer smith i find that hard to believe boy that would be a travesty would it not all right let's get up and so i was yeah that was the only purpose apparently that i served. but northwestern and 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 so i only say this i think it is unfair to paint with a broad brush because Northwestern, after some reports of students being drugged, uh, uh, raped, underage drinking—all very serious—I'm not, I'm not belittling it. Does that mean everybody and everything is involved in that? Is it an overall culture? Because I found that individual fraternities and sororities were just that—they were individual. They had their own cultures mm-hmm. inside mm-hmm.
1: them. Well, but I mean every year. We hear about something else. And, you know, a lot of students have died.
0: There have been uh, so you're alcohol poisoning. Right. We paint, right. And we,
1: or whatever. Yeah, made to do mostly alcohol. Let's face it. Yeah. So uh, you're right. Painting with a broad brush. But it just. Uh, so what the question is, is it time for Greek life to just go That's away? That's what they're talking about. I mean, they're
0: calling for all many? of the fraternities to be disbanded and kicked off campus.
1: I can tell you that my son at Iowa, their fraternity disbanded. Yeah, really? more? I don't think it's um and I'm really trying to um rack my brain now. I don't think they're I think nationwide they this fraternity is gone. Oh, okay. Oh. So what's uh, what's one of the big ones? Um Sigma Nu. Sigma Nu. Yes. I I I'm not absolutely sure but I know at least a, a lot a, a, of at the, the individual big schools. 10 yeah. schools they're gone. Hmm. And really? this was more they I think they um trashed a house or something and it was so much money. They just said, okay, that our house they had rented. I mean, it's amazing, these fraternities. My fraternity owned,
0: we owned our house. That
1: oh, we yeah, so we yes, heard. how much money what, they, they you had.
0: had.
2: Phi Sigma Kappa. Phi Sigma Kappa. Okay.
1: You, but like, Phi you six. had a budget. Fidget. They had, you know, a bank account. I mean, oh, yeah. someone no, else owned a, this. We had a president yeah. of
0: the house. I mean, we had a, it was The, a the amount of money yeah.
1: they raised was quite impressive. So what happens then? Got a group of guys in college. They got a lot of money.
0: Well, I mean, we didn't have, like, we weren't handing out money or anything no, like that. I, what
1: are you able to do? You're able to host. We dues that
0: paid yes. for but the but you running of the fraternity.
1: money, and then you were able to host these big parties. We also these, did philanthropy. Big, that was part yeah, of our exactly. thing, where we yes, raised absolutely. money for charities. I'm and not we saying volunteered. it was all bad, but yeah. it to me, it well, so in here this was case, went down the wrong road. So,
0: to the people at Northwestern uh, calling for a canceling of... The entire Greek system, fraternities, I'm assuming sororities. Are they throwing them no, in there No, I don't well? believe so. I think it's no, just the No, of course it's only the guys. Well, wow. uh, Is that if your issue is underage drinking, if your issue is uh, sexual assault, non-consensual sex, or, or, or whatever it might be, whatever your argument is. Are you telling me that doesn't happen in dorms? Are you telling me that doesn't happen in private areas? Because it does. I, I know that it does. M- my friends who weren't in fraternities had almost the identical parties we did. They mm-hmm. just had them at their dorms. I'm like, well, you guys just aren't as organized as we are. We're just, we're just
1: better. We do t shirts. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, we're just you're, better. When at- you're in a dorm, you're on school property, not saying that a lot of frets are. My was on, on but
0: campus. You're in a school dorm, property. you
1: have, um, that RA. Was re- it an assistant? Assistant. You're not getting away with nearly what they're getting away with in a frat house. I've been to a frat house. Are you kidding me? No. Yeah, yeah but, but you can't, you can't shut oversight. down the
2: whole uh, yeah, freak if, if, uh, system because like, there was always one bad house that Everybody we had. Exactly. knew it. Oh, my God. The yeah. blah, These blah, guys blahs. are out of control, yeah. right? Yeah, so it wasn't every fraternity. Okay, so in
1: my son's case, which it probably a big part of it was their particular fraternity then at Sigma Nu, but they, you know, it was happening in a lot of different places. Mm. Well I, you're I'm right. Fine the, with the mentality the, isn't a certain frat, right? It's just the broad frat house
0: thing. But that's the problem because I don't think that's a fair Way. And again, it's painting with a broad brush. There has to be a presumption of innocence. Are you telling me that every fraternity on campus at Northwestern is engaged in drugging people and, and, and raping women? I I just flat don't believe it. I, I haven't seen any evidence of it. You just
1: wonder if universities are tired of dealing with it, right? But deal with the individual. They're issue. tired of dealing with the individual ones, and that's where they're at now. That's what I'm saying. Maybe that they're just like you know what, we're done. So this because there've been so many. Because I agree, shut down that house that that has uh, the SAE issues. SAE was the but, one that's
0: kind of in the yeah. in the. In, and by the way, SAE had been kicked off campus, and this was their first year back after they'd been suspended. See? And I don't. So you that see? strikes me as that house is a pro- there's a culture yes i don't disagree with that specific chapter they have an issue
1: but maybe but the, the guy university down the street has nothing to do with but that the university saying all right we've got a system here we gave him a chance we kicked him out they did their time now they're back and again there's a problem we're done with this that you know i'm yeah. just taking i'm just looking at it from yeah. their perspective Does that mean
2: sororities are, sororities are gone too
1: no why would it because it's part of the greek system well, but yeah. it's not well. But if, it, you're system, no, that, but still, if you're shutting down the whole Greek system, we very rarely hear about minority. No, I those know, those know those that, but still, if you're shutting down the whole Greek system, well, the frat system. I don't know that it's the Greeks. You're right. I, you know what? I have huh. no. Nick and I don't even know what you guys are talking about because remember, Nick at SIU, there were hard, it, the Greek life was non-existent. Really? Yes. Right. And I, I mean, was it was
0: there. They had yeah. Greek row, but I wanted to point out that and Judy knows this. Random people would throw house parties. Sure. I mean, with yeah. hundreds of people, Still do. It, and it wasn't frat controlled by right. any means. It was, and, I mean, and bad things happen sometimes right. at them. Yeah, right, I don't right. disagree. Uh, you know, I I, I just I'm uncomfortable with branding an entire organization, mm-hmm. entire. But who, by the way, don't communicate necessarily with one another yeah. individual fraternity saying that fraternity over there at the end of that street is bad. Therefore, you're bad. We don't live in a society like that. That's yeah. not fair. Yeah. It's absolutely it, it, patently unfair what what they're talking about. What if I told you this was the driest year? In history. 2021, we're achieving one of our driest years in Illinois history. It's Bruce, it's Judy, it's Cheese, and we are in a drought, drought conditions, certainly worse in some other areas. I know the northern part of the state really feeling it, um, but all over the country, there are pockets of very severe drought. Right now is the Illinois state climatologist, Trent Ford. Good morning to you, Trent. Thanks for joining us.
8: Hey, good morning. Always good to be on.
0: September also has been pretty dry. This should be a month of rainfall. We're getting near the end of September and it's barely sprinkled here.
8: Yeah, you know, uh September is other than the um you know the winter months, January, February where it's just really too cold to 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 typically get a lot of rain. September tends to be one of the drier months of the warm season. But, uh, you know, the, the, the quarter to half an inch of rain that a lot of parts of northern Illinois have gotten for the month is just adding to the deficits that, that built up over the spring and to a lesser extent in the summer. And so what that's added up to be, as you mentioned in the, the opening here, is that, uh, for, for most of northern Illinois, we're looking at a year to date precipitation total, so going back to January 1st, that's in the top five driest, top five to ten driest across the northern part of the state. And in some places like Rockford, and Freeport were very, very quickly approaching or at the the driest kind of year to date total uh, on record. Ever and Rockford those records? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, or, at least on record. So for Rockford those those records go back to the 1880s. So
0: yeah, let's so, go with ever so, ever then. Back. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so
1: uh, I guess it varies throughout the state, but it's like Northern Illinois, are we still in a drought?
8: Absolutely, yeah, yeah, and and so uh, and actually gosh it' it's 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 been very strange. So so a lot there's been a lot of a lot of talk uh, uh, rightfully so about drought, really extreme drought out west, yeah, for, for almost the entire western United states. and and in some parts of the upper Midwest,, uh, for example, in Minnesota, the Dakotas, they've been dealing with drought for a while now, and theirs is is, is pretty intense. The, the part of, of kind of very eastern Iowa and then all across northern Illinois, north of I-80 especially, and southern Wisconsin, is sort of the eastern extent of that drought. And what's weird is if you look at precipitation maps, you, you just go maybe 50 to 100 miles south to the LaSalle-Peru area or even further south to like Blue normal and they're sitting at maybe 100 to 125 percent of normal rainfall really? uh, since, since January 1st. Yep, absolutely. If you go north uh, up to, you know, maybe Appleton or Oshkosh in Wisconsin, they're about the same. So it's really spatially isolated, right. but uh, most areas north of I-80 have, uh, are in a drought, either moderate, severe, or extreme drought, as, as far as the, the latest U.S. drought monitor map is concerned.
0: We're talking yeah. to Trent Ford, Illinois state climatologist, about the, the drought. And as you just said, there's kind of these pockets of it. H- how does that play out? I mean, what is behind the drought? And I mean, if you could basically cross the county line no and it's, <laughs> it's not drought on one side and it is over here, what's behind that?
8: Yeah, so uh, this drought has been, you know, if we think back to 2012, which is often thought about the drought on record, it was dry for everybody, pretty much from the Ohio Valley all the way out to Montana and Wyoming, and and it was extremely dry, particularly in the summertime. It was also very hot, low humidity, and and so everybody was hurting, you know, across the whole state. Everybody was in a drought. In this case, uh, there really hasn't been necessarily one sort of, like, atmospheric pattern that has set up and established and persisted to make this drought it, it, and that that sort of speaks to how spatially isolated it is um, and, and so what that means is is that you know this area kind of northern illinois southern wisconsin especially has just been really unfortunate that the 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 the, the rain patterns mm. the storms the large ecosystems just have not produced rain in that area consistently enough um to, to, to kind of reach out of drought. Now I mean one silver lining is that in the summertime especially in the northeast corner of the state, most of the Chicago metro area and, and east of Rockford, did get a decent amount of rain, especially in July and August. Um, and, and so that sort of pushed us to this edge where we're like, well maybe we're coming out of drought. And then as you mentioned, the dry September and the heat, the heat just just won't go away. Sure. Um, despite it being fall, it it's it added to that and kind of brought drought back into uh, kind of reminded folks like oh hey we're we're still dealing with some pretty big deficits here.
1: Uh, Trent, my lawn looks terrible. <laughs> okay, I it I mean I have not seen it really look this bad. I don't know ever or in a very long time to the point where I the other day noticed where I had didn't have any grass. I I did some work in my front lawn, so there was there were patches. The dirt, the cracks in the dirt are so deep. Like, I've never seen that before.
8: Yeah, and that's the thing is that, you know, uh, the, 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 w- one of the wetter times of the year in the spring is, is really the, was really the heart of the drought, especially in the northeast part of the state um, this year. And, and that's the time of the year when we typically experience a lot of rain, you know, April, May. And so those deficits really put us in a bad spot coming into summer. You got a little relief in the summer, but yeah, I mean, the, the grass was basically just hanging on um, and, and as well as some, you know, uh, perennials and small shrubs and, and this, this hot dry September just kind of pushed them over the edge. So, yeah. you know, the combination of, of this time of year, we do begin to see some senescence, especially in lawns um, that aren't uh, you know, irrigated all the time or have uh, are treated um, that the combination of that. And just the fact that it's been so dry for so long now, I think a lot of lawns and like I mentioned, shrubs and maybe small trees are, are giving up for the year.
1: Wow. Hey, Trent, They've given up. they just giving up for the
0: year. That yeah. sounds like me, just giving up for the year. <laughs> uh, Trent, yeah. thank you for your time. We appreciate it. Hey, it's always great to be on. Thanks. He's our Illinois State Climatologist, Trent Ford, as drought conditions, severe and extreme drought in some areas, but it is kind of odd. You can't say all
1: of it. No, it's no, in it's, pockets. And you know what's funny when he said that? How many times did we hear with storms this year, the summer? South of I-80, south of I-80, they all, which I was happy the severe storms moved away from northern, but then we didn't get any of the rain. I just
0: wonder, kind of, you know, weather Mm -hmm. patterns changing, odd things going on. Mother
1: Nature
2: having some fun. I'm getting the Christmas cactus.
0: They're lovely. Judy says
2: it's been raining in her house all weekend. Hallelujah. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Hallelujah for Judy, huh? It's been raining in her house.
0: Let's start with a presumption of innocence. People are innocent until proven guilty. Okay. always so we'll start with that but there are um, there is a lawsuit involving one of our one of the guys in 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 our industry Eric Ferguson host uh oh, he's, he's on the air right now over over at the mix mm-hmm. um, with some allegations dating back some 16 years uh, that at least the allegations appear to be very very Serious Judy.
1: Uh, yeah, that he coerced sexual favors uh, from a former assistant producer for the mix uh, going back to the early 2000s. I think she said it's, it's when she started. Yeah, yeah like and right she, out of college, I believe um, it's a kind of an odd thing because it's 16 years later. But she was just let go last year. This producer. She'd been working there the whole time. The whole time yeah. Um, and she was let go uh, in a reorganization. She claims that was a result of, of him pushing her out because she because she wouldn't resisted these sexual yeah, wouldn't advances, go along with it anymore. even though they there were, according to her lawsuit, there there were these sexual um, events in the past. She did not want to continue with it. And then he eventually forced her out. That's kind of the gist of the lawsuit.
0: Uh, through their attorneys, uh, uh, you know, Eric said there's no merit to this. Uh, it's it's mm-hmm. false. This is a disgruntled employee, etc. Uh, and I don't know the truth. Not in the room. Don't know either of them personally, you know. But it's interesting. This kind of comes out, you know, it's almost like we tie it into R. Kelly. Is this part of hashtag me too? Right. Where um, these things are coming to light. Do you find it odd that she waited sixteen
1: years? No. We hear about it time and time again. I don't, uh, and uh, nothing. I have no knowledge of this case. Why I
0: would you? Know. Why would you wait and?
1: Because wait I until being, you were fired. I'll tell you. Being a female in in this industry, and in probably many industries, it's it just happens over and over again. It, it did happen, and if you wanted to keep your job, a lot of times you just didn't say anything. I have seen it firsthand yeah we, we she now i and let's also say uh, the uh radio the uh, parent company hubbard has says it did an investigation and it found um nothing so that just so we're so they, people she, will say why did so they somebody investigate came it? forward
0: or she came forward at some point and told hr you know whatever yeah. they said they did an investigation and didn't find
1: anything right so they they did the cover your butt and independent what companies yep, do. found no evidence to corroborate allegations of illegal workplace conduct. Because
0: and and so I think that's important. I yeah. do because these companies today uh, it's like every it's like every six weeks we have to do some sort of online oh, yeah. training, sexual harassment mm-hmm. stuff. You have to watch the videos. Is what you into sexual harassment? Are you allowed to tell you know Cindy that she has a nice dress on? Yeah, you know, we go through this stuff all the time. Yeah, and I, I was listen, I was I was in management when this world changed. I was in management when we I, I when I first started radio, we didn't have sexual harassment. I didn't know what it was. It, it wasn't. Part of the training, if you will. And then these companies started writing million-dollar checks and started saying, you know what, we need to take this seriously. And so I remember um, I had an employee come to me and say that another employee had been inappropriate at at an event or whatever. And I mean, I'm not looking for credit, don't get me wrong, Well, I did what I was told and trained. I mean, it was like a, a three-alarm fire. You know what I'm saying? HR, come in the room right now. Mm-hmm. We're gonna and have an investigation. Um, uh, we found there uh, to be enough credible information that we ended up uh, uh, terminating the, the the perpetrator of this.
1: Mm, that did not hardly ever happen back in the day. It was yeah. all right. We looked at you know what? It's let's all try to get together. Let's we're gonna. Um Have some more training, and her sexual harassment. It, it, people weren't fired for it, and you yeah, saw. I just in don't that, think in this day and age that that's yeah, true but anymore. We're not, I know, but so, but the mindset when you're asking why now, back then that wasn't the mindset. Sixteen years. So now. you kept you kept your mouth shut. You're like, you know what? I want to stay in this industry. I like my job. I like my coworkers. Now, to me, this is an extreme case. If it's true that you, I, who, like, I would never have put up with that. But I am for, here for to so long. Yeah, is what you're saying? I am yeah. here to tell you. I saw it firsthand. I complained about it. Nothing happened.
0: Yeah.
2: And and so,
1: you know, what are you going to do? Then you you pick your poison.
2: Yeah. It says here that she said she didn't report him to the station for fear she would lose her job, be publicly shamed and humiliated out of the radio industry, or otherwise driven out of radio by a vindictive Eric Ferguson.
1: That was her. Those are her words. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And again, presumption of innocence. Yeah. I, I, I'm just here to say I, I, I have no idea if these claims are valid. Well, I, I don't know if they if, if anything illegal happened. I I'm, I have no insight into this. I'm, I am mean, I'm we're talking serious.
1: about this case because he's the number one paid yeah. radio personality. Well, he's, in been, he's been a big wing for, here for a long for a while. time. Yeah, long so time. that's why it's big. You know, big news. Right. I mean, right. These things. Probably happen more than we think. Well, and, these and lawsuits. One so. of the
0: arguments is, are the the criticisms is that when you're at that level, that you play by a different set of rules. Sounds like R. Kelly, doesn't it? Yeah. it's at a certain level, you are so valuable that these other mm-hmm. things fall by the wayside. At least that's that's part of her argument uh, that even though he wasn't her boss that he had sway he was over her the job boss of yeah. the radio
1: station yeah uh, absolutely he had sway yeah I, and and also there is i mean you know in defense of people back then men say who didn't understand what harassment meant it's true there was an accepted culture hey little lady you know what uh, whatever you know touching that was acceptable and so that I, just, I
0: must have grown up always, in a different household like First off, I was terrified of girls. Secondly, I've never touch them. Yeah. I mean, they, without permission. Oh, well, good. Yeah. They had, they had up cooties up until like my, them, yeah. my <laughs> sophomore year in college. Uh, you know, I'm like, oh, that's, good <laughs> that's what I
1: mean. If you're a touchy-feely, I, I feel like you're a touchy-feely kind of guy. Cheese. That, you know, it, it was completely acceptable. Not anymore. You couldn't, you know what I mean? You couldn't touch girls like you used to before. But Is it all- possible? It
0: was, so you're saying it could be misconstrued or that it no, was? No,
1: it was wrong. It was always wrong. It's just that it was accepted. Now it's, it finally it's not accepted. I don't I mean- know. Cause
4: in the hospitality industry, at the two restaurants that I've worked at, yeah. there are instances where someone reported sexual harassment, but nothing happened. There were so many witnesses to this person and nothing happened to this person yeah. because they were higher up and it didn't no, right.
1: that happens all the time. I'm just saying they then there. That's a conscious decision not to do anything. But that that Before, opens up
0: the business, the company, to oh, yeah. unbelievable uh, liability. Too bad. You know, well, no. But my point is that it, oh, I, it I happens, find it hard yeah. to believe like that because again, I worked for companies that told me, "Don't you dare." Get us on the wrong end of one of these. The minute that there is an issue, we need to address it. We need to be out front of it. We absolutely are not going to be the sweep it under rug. Absolutely not. I, yeah. I never worked for a company that that was anything other than crystal freaking clear on that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's amazing. Yeah,
0: they, 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 we, they were not going to write million dollar checks because we had a touchy feely, inappropriate, whatever. I mean, we, we I worked at a company you weren't allowed to have a relationship in the building couldn't yeah. couldn't, uh, if if you wanted to date somebody else in the building, what if you had to quit
2: right. or you get fired? Same with us,
1: and I can't tell you how many people did, no. and managers, yeah. mostly managers who had relationships.
2: Well, I'm and glad so to know that, that at least Judy
0: thinks I'm a creep. There is that.
2: That's <laughs> she's what she's I,
1: basically you know, this whole that. thing, what I told I just that's I all is I you, is you touchy-feely inappropriate. It's funny, you have touched me before, Whoa. but in a way that is not inappropriate. There are. It's like I, a this, dad. Yes, I go back to this all the time. Guys who touch girls because they're trying to cop a field. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me tell you something you can tell we the always yeah. know. Yeah. Guys like Cheese who touch me and, you know... He's he, a hugger. He's a hugger, and I think he kind of wants to hit me sometimes, and that's probably inappropriate, too. <laughs> just so you know. No hitting. You know what I mean? she hit me back. That's the oh, problem. Oh, God,
2: yeah. I I'm like, you <laughs> call that a hit? Knock I'll show knock. you
1: a hit. But so so, just so you know, we always know, yeah. guys, mm-hmm. you can't get it past us. All right.
0: Mm-hmm. You guys are smarter than us. That, that doesn't no. surprise me in uh-huh. any way, shape, or form. Saving money is hard, because I, I think I've mentioned that the only thing I found out, that uh, during the pandemic... Um, the only hobbies I apparently have are eating and spending money. Uh, That is apparently all I do, okay? But there are people out there much smarter than me that have come up with money-saving tips, hacks, dare I say. I'm curious as to the frugal Judy. How
1: many of these, or do you have any of your own? Well, and I love the first one they mentioned. Giving up the gym to work out at home.
0: Okay, I was just ah. about to
1: join the gym, and you know what? I might not. I, of course, a as you know, a lot of people
0: pay for gym memberships mm-hmm. they never use. Yeah, right. DJ, well, you
1: look at me. Because <laughs> two years
0: of
2: Planet Fitness, I paid to not go. Not Oh go. my yeah. gosh! See, yeah. that's yeah. Uh, no. I could yeah. never. Do never saw
0: that. the inside of the place.
1: Mm-mm. Do you eat random concoctions from the freezer to avoid shopping? Mm-mm.
0: Yeah, I, I we all <laughs> do that.
1: I I I go until there's nothing left. Yeah. How about turning off all the plugs before leaving the house? The what? What? Wow. Like all the
0: lights? Well, I turn off the no, lights. No, unplug things. Because I've heard... Okay, oh somebody mind. told me that. That, you know, if you have your computer plugged yeah, in... Or, you, a lot of or even the tea... It, it's still... You know, if there's a light on it, mm-hmm. it's taking electricity. And some people, like, literally unplug stuff.
1: I... Okay. I'm not going to go that far. No. Maybe I, I unplug some off. stuff when I'm going on vacation. I mm-hmm. might unplug some things. Like, I would never ever think of leaving a lamp on for a week? Which I know people do, or they put a light on it. No, I, oh my gosh. I don't know if
0: it's ever been figured out. I'm sure it has. But, you know, it's probably like, you know that lamp for a whole week? 17 cents worth of electricity. (laughs) (laughs) Who's got that kind of money? Are we saving real money? Can I tell you, I did something and I did it more out of laziness than out of saving money, but I I just saved money by accident. (laughs) I got one of those uh, smart thermostats
1: yeah, that you can control from your
0: mm-hmm. phone, and you can program it. So, oh. like when I would leave for work, it lets the temperature go. Uh, you know, it mm-hmm. it shuts itself right. off, but then it starts cooling down when I come back. You know, you know, during the oh, summer yeah, I'm yeah, talking. Yeah. You know, so that so that you're not just um either cooling all or off or all on off. Yeah, when no one's there, you go on vacation, it'll shut itself off and it'll start. It'll it'll get your your climate back. You know. 12 hours before oh, you I come Oh, I can back? assure you
1: when I go on vacation in the summer, I shut that air conditioner off. Oh, no. yeah. I don't care how hot it is when we get back. It's like, oh, I'm not going to cool this house when no one's here. And I, I save my coins, don't you? Doesn't everyone have a coin jar? I do. Yeah.
0: I went and took it. I had like one of those huge glass thingamabouvers. is always
1: more than you think?
0: I went to the store and you dump it in the, there's like a kiosk. Yeah, there's coin a coin Star or whatever. You you dump it on. I think I $88. It nice. Nice. $88 in coin.
1: We've had a couple hundred dollars. Yeah. Yeah, I have a lot of quarters in my. Which well, I takes a cut, coins. though. They right. do. They get, like, 10%. Yeah, of I hate it. that. You, you go to your bank and make them uh, count it.
0: Hey, Jim in Rockford. Uh, first off, good morning, Jim. Good morning. Uh, do you know the two songs that DJ Chi scrambled up for us? Hopefully. I went with Louie Louie. And nothing from nothing means nothing. Absolutely. You nailed it. Good for you. You got yourself a pair of tickets to go see the Trans-Siberian Orchestra uh, in December. You got a little time to plan for this one, (laughs) uh, Jim. December 23rd, a couple days before Christmas, you can go and enjoy that. All right?
8: Outstanding.
0: Thank you. Merry Christmas. Let me be the first to wish you a Merry Christmas. Oh, Oh, both of you guys. You know, I'll be politically correct. Happy Holidays. And a happy Shaka Khan to you, too. All right. So uh, congratulations to Jim. Uh, Good morning. Happy Tuesday. We're jumping into the 8 o'clock hour, taking a look at the big stories people are talking about. R. Kelly, well, found guilty, racketeering, Mm. if you will, federal racketeering charges, and he now faces Child pornography and obstruction of justice charges here in Illinois. The the years in jail could be adding up for our Kelly Cheese.
2: Yeah, look up in the sky towards Washington Park. Is it a bird? It's a plane. No, nope. nope. It's Barack Obama and former First Lady Michelle. They are here for the groundbreaking of the Obama Center. Uh, five hundred million dollars or more,
1: even more, eight hundred a much million. More, much more. It is a presidential a library after yeah. all, Judy. The man who tried to murder a president will likely be free soon. John Hinckley Jr., remember him? He's the guy yeah. who tried to assassinate President Reagan in 1981. He is expected to get an unconditional release next year.
0: Hmm. I'm a giver. Uh, were you, you you trying to win that $25,000? You, you, you trying to win? Huh? Did you miss the word? Yeah, I did. Gain. The word, word was gain. I wrote it down. Uh, text gain nine five eight one nine. Text gain to nine five eight one nine. You get your chance to win twenty five thousand. Nice. Right? So we're just gonna, you know, we're not supposed to tell people. Yeah. It happens at the top of the hour, but hey, you're busy. You got lives. I want you to win twenty five grand. They're not going to give it to me. Somebody better win it. <laughs> gain is the word. Gain. Um. So, uh, something I've been trying to do, and something I enjoy doing, is exploring. I like driving around, I like looking at stuff, I like visiting things, right? And Illinois has a ton of things to do. And, you know, it kind of ties in well. My guess is a lot of you, a lot of you, uh, because of how difficult it was to travel, uh, fly, maybe how expensive it was for a while, that maybe you found things to do in and around Illinois. Well, now that it's fall, Mm. the leaves are changing. Mm. They're not changing because of the cold. Remember, we learned this last week. They're changing because the sun's out less. Oh, yeah. That's why they change color. Um, So joining us right now is somebody who knows exactly about some of the awesome things to do. The deputy director of the Illinois Office of Tourism, Carla Flannery, joins us. Carla, good morning.
4: Good morning. How are you? Great uh thank you for having me. It's
0: excellent to have you on. Carla, I can tell you that I did something that I thought was kinda of cool. Something that I'm a little embarrassed that Cheese hasn't done. I went to Springfield. I did the the Lincoln uh library. Speaking of the Obama yeah. library. I, I went to the the, the the tomb and all that. I, I kinda of did the Lincoln tour, if you will, down in Springfield. It's fascinating.
1: We are the land of Lincoln. After
0: all. I've heard rumors, it's yeah. on the mm-hmm. license plate. I figured that much. <laughs> uh, but Carla, as we head into fall, I think a lot of people might be looking at, okay, what can we do? A fun weekend getaway, a little vacation. How can we enjoy Illinois specifically this time of year? Oh,
4: there's so many things to do. The first thing I would tell you, since you were talking about uh, the colors of the fall changing, we actually the uh, office of Tourism. We, we we published the report, uh, and the, we work together with the Illinois Department of Natural Resources. Mm-hmm. We update it every week, and there you can see where where to go see um, the fall in different parts of the oh. state. Um, and it's a great resource to have in the fall. Uh, just go to enjoyillinois.com and you'll find it right there. Enjoy. And Illinois I know there com. are so
1: many great places to go, Carla. But what do people? Wh- What should every Illinoisan see at
4: least once?
1: Yeah.
4: Oh, well, I mean, for sure you'd have to go to Galena, right? Galena. Galena is a beautiful, idyllic, historic river town just three hours away from Chicago. I would suggest if you go there, go to, stay at the Arrowhead Treehouse. It's a lofted treehouse, <laughs> uh, located in a Yupik farm. And there you can, it overlooks the color turning trees that hover over the Mill Creek River. It's beautiful. In Galena also, there's an almost nine mile hiking and biking trail. Um, you can go to historic Main Street. It's absolutely beautiful half a mile of independent stores and restaurants uh, you can visit some of our makers which are incredible um, incredible experiences of just local craftsmanship and and food it's amazing
1: i've been to galena it's absolutely gorgeous and there's a lot of wine there Bruce, oh really so i really enjoyed it
0: oh i bet you did mm-hmm. what parts of it do you remember <laughs>
1: Every part okay I'm just double wine. checking all right,
0: I wanted to make sure, but uh, you know we're talking again to uh Carla Flannery, the Deputy Director of the Illinois Office of Tourism, because you know my guess is and 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 we certainly know this from from seeing some of the data out there that a lot of people chose to stay a little closer to home uh get out and about and explore illinois we We talk about Galena as a place to go. I already put my bid in by the way for the uh the Lincoln uh, um, museum and all yeah. that stuff down mm-hmm. in Springfield Cheese, you need to get down there by the I way know, I definitely, there's a whole world outside of I Chicago know. I'm going to tell you that right now but uh, Carla tell me about somewhere else where do I need to go what's a must see for me
4: well there's so many places you're so right this, you're asking me a very difficult question it's so hard to pick because there's so many places but I, uh, you know southern Illinois is absolutely beautiful yeah mm-hmm. it is it is. It's home to some of the best foliage views in the state. And according to our fall color report, um, actually the fall stays a little bit longer there. Um, so if you go head down to Chenine National Forest, uh, you can marvel over the incredible fall foliage at the Garden of the Gods. Um, you can spend the night at this beautiful, the Timber Ridge Outpost and Cabin. It's a really rustic little cabin place which is incredible for the fall. Uh we also talking about wine. Um I don't know if you guys know but in um Cheney, we have the Cheney Hills Wine Trail and it features eleven award winning wineries. Wow. Surrounded by unique inns, intimate bed and breakfast, comfortable cabins. Yeah, nobody knows that there's uh, such great wine in Illinois, but that region is is just great and just to get to know all these wonderful families and and all the Great
0: work they do uh well, I'll be the designated driver for Judy. Thank you very yeah, yeah. much, <laughs> Carla. We appreciate it, and thank you i, I listen, people can find out more information enjoy illinois.com I just clicked on the fall color report by the way, so you get a mm-hmm. sense of the foliage. uh Carla, thank you for your time.
4: Thank you for having me uh, thank
0: you uh, very welcome, but you know i'm I'm a big fan of that, like I like to explore. And go places and see things that I haven't seen before. And so, for me, Illinois is like this huge playground. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, I, I, got, I got a and lot I'm to see. I'm thinking
1: maybe you haven't seen fall colors that much in your life, have you?
0: I don't even know what they are, quite honestly. Yeah, okay. Cactuses don't Wait, turn different colors. No, right? they're Wait green all the time. until
1: you see the fall col- I mean, yeah. it is spectacular. Yeah. Even in Chicago, it, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. But I'm surprised, and I know Carla didn't want to mention it, because it's like the number one place that's got to be Starved Rock. Starved rock. If you yeah. haven't been there yet. I haven't been there. Yeah, and they Gotta have a hotel there. Rock. They have a lodge, which is fabulous. All right. Yeah,
0: and we've learned
1: I, there's around. a wine tour for goodness sake. Yeah, the Napa right. Valley saw, of yeah. Illinois. Southern Illinois is absolutely gorgeous. But I mean, anywhere you go, you're gonna you're gonna see fall colors out your out your window. You will. Yeah. yeah, it's it's pretty spectacular. And you know,
0: and again, we're in that kind of gap before the weather gets too cold. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: Well, we're please, hoping, tell me we're hoping uh, please tell me it's not going right, to snow this We're week. hoping we have a fall. Sometimes <laughs> right. we just have summer and then winter. And it goes
0: right into winter. Yeah.
1: Uh. So, But we it seems like we are. It's been mild, right? Mm-hmm. The drought's ending-ish. So we should be well okay. on our way to a, a beautiful fall.
0: R&B superstar? I mean, I don't think there's any way to get away from that. Can't separate kind of what brought him into the, the limelight. Was convicted by a federal jury... Of racketeering conspiracy, which is interesting in and of itself, because I think when you say R. Kelly these days and you say court or, uh, you know, crimes, you think of he's accused of of sexual sexual harassment, all these things. Mm -hmm. But they actually got him using the RICO The federal racketeering, the same thing they went after, like, mobsters with.
1: Right, right. Well, because uh, they claim he headed a criminal enterprise. He employed agents, runners, bodyguards, security guards, and others to lure and trap uh, young girls. Yeah. It's it's pretty amazing. Yeah, it is. Uh,
0: And it's amazing that he got convicted of that, you know, right. of, you know what I'm saying? Like they they he's used facing
1: the, several trials, so it's not even like sometimes they, I feel like they use this when they really want to get him on. You know, like the main. They just start. They just start stacking them. Yeah, up. but this is the first one. Yeah. And he's got several more to go because he's
0: not getting out of the hole. So now they're going to put him on a bus. I'm assuming it's a bus. I don't know. Yeah, and they're sure. going to bring him to Chicago. No, it's not going to be a jet anymore. So yeah, he yeah, didn't get yeah. to jet around anymore. Yeah, yeah, uh are. and he faces charges including um, conspiring with some of his employees to rig the trial in Cook County that happened back in 2008 by bribing witnesses and victims to change their stories. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: Wow. He faces, I think,
1: four more cases, and four pending cases in Cook County, and then one in Minnesota.
0: Yeah. So he is... um, yeah, he. I don't. He's not going to see the light of day again. I mean, right? And 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 again, innocent or no proven guilty, found guilty in this yeah. case. You know, the, uh, there's apparently a hell of a lot of truth to this.
1: Well, he's been convicted, so right. even if he appeals, you, you you know, I I don't think he's going to get out. He's going to sit in jail while that appeal goes through. So yeah, it's and he's got all these other trials coming up if he goes to the it's trial. I mean, I think sometimes when you have a case like this, and and it's pretty substantial, if depending on how much time he gets, it might not even be in the best interest of the states. Why to, did it take
0: so long? I mean, maybe yeah. that's the most frustrating but, thing. Because the you know, original allegations against him for um, inappropriate behavior, yeah. sexual thing.
1: 1996. 96! Yeah. Wow. It goes
0: back to. I mean, 1996, she was a high school sophomore. High school sophomore. He was 24 years old at the time and, uh, um, said that they had a sexual relationship.
1: And I believe that's the same year he got married, too. He was married for a while. Had yeah. He was. Yeah. I mean,
0: he had th- three kids with one of his dancers and, yeah. And then it just seemed to, to go from
1: there, it snowballed. It's amazing, though, because he's one of those guys that accusations, allegations, after allegations. He just keeps making music, keeps you know living his life. Um, almost one of those you know people who thinks I can't be touched. And you know what? Or has he enough wasn't money touched.
0: has enough money to just pay people off because you know he reached monetary settlements with some of these these women who made accusations which uh, i'm, I'm going to tell you it always makes me question was it about money or you know are you going to fight this all the way through are you going to drop the case because they wrote a check i thought the same thing with michael jackson you know with all the all the all the kids and the parents they were paying off i'm like well was he really inappropriate or Where you just knew that he'd write a check as opposed to trying to deal with this. I mean, there is a question when that comes up.
1: Well, but sometimes, too, you forget the part where, okay, it's not about the money, but guess what? We feel threatened. We know this is never get anywhere, so we'll take the money and run. That's Mm. how powerful. You know, when you talk about a Michael Jackson, yeah, he, he did whatever he wanted.
0: Yeah. I mean, back in 2002... He was charged with 21 counts of child pornography, uh, all around this one videotape that, that surfaced and, right. and believe me, but made its rounds through off. the industry.
1: He got off yeah. that one. Yeah. Which but, then I think lends to my argument of it gives, gives him more power or he thinks he has more power and he thinks he can get away with it now.
0: Yeah. They, if they didn't get me yeah. on all those, why would no, they I'm get so me on thing. anything else?
1: Yeah. I remember a couple of years ago, he
2: was here and, All this stuff was going on, and he threw a birthday party for himself. I forget what nightclub it was at, but it was like R. Kelly throws a birthday party for himself, and it's just like—I
1: mean, he was living life like it it wasn't affecting him. And personally, I only started to pay attention when with that with that video, of course, and then it really hit home for me when the parents started to come Mm -hmm, out—parents of mm -hmm. these girls—and they're like, "We can't get a hold of our daughter." It's like a cult. He's holding her and won't let her talk to us. We don't know if she's okay. We tried going there and we were pushed back by security at these homes and local police departments who also wouldn't let. I mean, it was that's when I think it became really tragic when, you know, it, it was always tragic. But that's when I first noticed. And but you go way back. 1996. Yeah. Someone had to know.
0: Yeah, it certainly uh, seems to be. So it
1: was a Rico. It was an enterprise of people keeping it quiet, paying people off, right? Can you still like the music? Can you
0: separate them? Can you still listen to the music? I know a lot of radio stations won't won't play his music anymore. Mm -hmm. Because when you hear one of those songs, like you were just playing at the beginning of this, does it? immediately in your head go to oh that's the child pornography rapist <laughs> you know is that you know mm-hmm. that you can't you can't do that
1: What's the fr- i mean he's just been convicted to- yesterday yeah but they these, these things might- have been they'd already told, yeah. just because it, well, I, yeah oh, do, is do those stations also not play michael jackson
0: well, where do you draw that line? Yeah. How, and, and yeah, I mean, how you many other... money. And, how many other artists yeah. would you say, hmm, we're not going to play Jerry Lee Lewis? I was
1: just going to say that, right? yeah? Yeah. Just and by the way,
0: nobody 14. plays Jerry Lee Lewis. I mean, they don't even have radio stations to do that. That's true.
1: Okay. Mm, I like Jerry Lee. Aww. I like him too.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Has anybody at your job quit over your... Company's vaccine policy, 312 591 It's Bruce, it's Judy, it's cheese. The reason I say that is because people are, like, for reals. Mm. They are either quitting or, in many cases, Judy, people are being fired as the deadline to prove your vaccination has come and gone and i just wonder if if you're seeing this in your business in your industry again three one two five nine one eighty nine hundred. but we have some pretty high profile examples
1: oh yeah today's the deadline uh for employees of united airlines to prove that they oh. have gotten their shot or lose their job and they're thinking a couple thousand like two thousand we'll jobs are going to be fired or furloughed because they're refusing to get vaccinated
0: and this could be i'm assuming uh, pilots
1: yeah, they're actually... Uh, uh, flight the attendants, gamut.
0: gate agents. Pilots,
1: flight attendants, technicians, customer service reps, station operations. Hold on a second.
0: They have customer service reps at United. I'm joking. <laughs> I <'cause> I love.
2: <laughs> so when you're and, furloughed, do you get paid or no? No. Okay.
0: It's unpaid. Well, that's the thing. Remember, what they were going to do is, we're not firing you. You just can't come to work. And we're not going to pay <laughs> you. Right. And I'm like... Well, by that uh, by that argument, I've been furloughed from a hell of a lot of jobs, yeah. haven't I? Yeah. Don't come back, and we're not going to pay you. Right. Okay, so what's our but you're relationship stuff? Fired. Still?
1: You're just not. But fired. you're not fired. Yeah. Okay. Well, but the thing with the airlines, though, that's an interesting concept because the I, like I haven't had many friends who were flight attendants, mm-hmm. and they kind of took a like they're they were still employees. Years later, but they hadn't flown forever. Yeah. Like, how are you still? In- and it was something about their benefits and whatever, and they could probably still fly for cheap. Yeah, but they weren't actively working.
0: Interesting. Or they there must be some once- scam in there yeah. somewhere. I don't know how it works.
1: But you know, now United does has, have sixty seven thousand employees. So when you say two thousand, it sounds it's a big number. Mm-hmm. Um, but they do have sixty seven thousand, and their vaccination rate is about ninety seven percent. Wow. I mean, the only one better than that, I think, are, you know, doctors. Yeah. Now, oh, I take it back. I believe our company is a hundred percent back. Not scenario. company. Our station. Yes. Yeah. Well, our company will be right because that's the mandate at some point. At some point. Right.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like many companies. I mean, a lot. Uh, I know my son told me he's going back to work next Monday. So October seems to be October first or the second week in October. A lot of companies are requiring um, employees to be back, and many companies are requiring full vaccination.
0: So down in in Charlotte, there's a hospital uh, hospital system, if you will, that last week they suspended 375 employees for not being vaccinated and gave them five days. Like if you didn't think like this was triple dog dare. We're going to give you five days to get compliant. Uh, The five days were up yesterday and uh, they said uh, just over two hundred took the final warning, but they fired over hundred people at the hospital wow. for not being vaccinated. Like companies are, are are doing this. And and let's be very clear on this. Uh, you don't get to have it both ways. I know you want it. Cake and eating it, it's good. By the way, where'd that saying ever come from? Can't have a cake. Can't have a cake can and eat too. Well, if I can't have the cake, who the hell's getting the cake? <laughs> Only time I ever see it, it's my birthday when I'm not allowed to eat my own birthday cake. Yes, I get cake and eat it too. Anyway, no, you can. I get cake and eat
1: it too.
0: You can make the decision. You have freedom. You to abs. no one is forcing you, holding you down, and sticking a needle in your arm. You absolutely can say no to it. Your employer has these same freedoms. They can say, we don't want to employ you. If you don't do that, both sides are exercising their freedoms. Is it isn't a one way street? I think a lot of people confuse freedom with I want what I want when I want it. That's called a tantrum. I'm led to believe. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. All right. It's not. I, 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 so you don't you you just have to be honest with yourself about it. And for some people, if it's worth losing your job, well fine they, stand on your principles. I got no problem with that. There's other reasons people have quit or gotten fired yeah. as well. If this is the one the hill you want to die on, so, so be it.
1: And it's not every company. Some companies aren't requiring the some vaccination. Don't.
0: So although in the airline business, like where are you gonna go? Yeah. Yeah. You're gonna find fly, fly for spirit or airlines. The There's no way experience oh, no way. The healthcare
1: business. I mean the hospital. Because almost are- all hospitals yeah. right
0: and yeah. so you are trained in healthcare. well or you go to one of the you're gonna have to move you go to one of these states where covid doesn't exist like arkansas yeah
2: mm-hmm.
0: or mississippi like we don't have covid here <laughs> <laughs> well that's up. the way they are i mean you know yeah it was funny because uh uh this this weekend we were racing in ohio and a buddy of mine was racing and he says and he goes he He was talking about, he's from California originally, lives in Indiana now. And he says, boy, the attitudes are really crazy. He All he does is travel around racing. And he said, I had a, a friend of mine from Canada come down. And he goes, he's staying with me and going around doing things. He goes, for the first four days, he's got his mask. He's like, you know, he got these people over here. What's going on? There's too many people. You know, (laughs) uh, and he goes, day five. He's like, there's no COVID here. (laughs) No COVID. America's amazing. He goes, we're uh, going. He says he's over it. He's not going to like going back to Canada. It might be one of the reasons why, though, you think we're going to heck in a handbasket. Judy says she can restore your faith in humanity.
1: So a group of students on their way to the homecoming dance at Johnsburg High School this past weekend added an unexpected memory to their night when they witnessed a car accident right outside the place that they were having dinner. Mm. Now the four teens were eating in Fox Lake when they heard the crash and they ran out and decided to uh, go to the scene to help. The teens did get several children from the car. They carried him over to the side of the road while they waited for police and paramedics to arrive on scene, and they did, and they had to help out the mom. The students stayed with the kids, and that made them late to the dance. So, Johnsburg police gave them a lift in their squad cars with lights on, <laughs> nice. and they dropped them off outside the high school's entrance. Their principal says there is a great deal of respect for people who are able to react quickly in a crisis. He says he's very impressed and very proud for those kids and their kind hearts and their ability to serve others.
0: Outstanding. Life. Restoring faith in humanity. That's how Judy takes us out of the high. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. We we sincerely appreciate it. Um, also, there's a whole group of people that involved in this. Or, as I like to say, we can blame for it. Uh, MG and the posse over there in Mission Control, they hit all the buttons and make things happen. Our infant producer, Miranda, is on the other side of the double-pane bulletproof glass. DJ Chee's been working the ones and twos all morning long. Thank you, sir. And Nick Gale, he's standing by. He's got the news, the traffic, the weather, the information, everything you need to know to get through your Tuesday informed, better informed, right? Be the cool guy at the water cooler. You already know what's happening. Why? Yeah. Nick Gale told you. That's why. It's coming up next right here on 890 WLS.